Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Today we will be learning together Yoma 69. Today's Daf starts with the continuation of a discussion that began at the end of yesterday's Daf. There the question was asked whether the high priest was permitted to wear his priestly garments when doing non-priestly duties. The Gemara was attempting to delineate the limits of using holy garments. Sleeping was not permitted, but eating was okay. They couldn't sleep in them, but is it permitted to place folded up priestly garments under one's pillow? Is there a difference between placing priestly garments under one's head versus next to one's head? What are the limits of personal benefit with regard to holy garments? I think that, the, I think that there is an important lesson to be learned from this discussion. Holiness may be inherent in certain objects, but it is also reflected in how we treat objects. How do we treat a siddur? Do we treat it differently than a cookbook? What about a Sefer Torah? Do we behave differently in the presence of a Sefer Torah? What about clothing? Do we or should we be behaving differently if we are wearing a talit or tefillin? Another question addressed was whether priestly garments could be worn outside of the temple. In order to help us answer the question whether it was permitted to wear priestly garments outside of the temple, the following story was brought. On the 21st day of the month of Tevet is celebrated the day of Mount Grizim, on which it is forbidden to conduct a rite of mourning. It is the day on which a Samaritan sought the house of God, meaning the temple, from Alexander of Macedonia, Alexander the Great, intending to destroy it, and he gave it to them. They came and informed Simon the Righteous, Shimon HaTzadik, that the temple was going to be destroyed. What did he do? He donned the priestly garments and cloaked himself in the priestly garments, and with some of the nobles of Israel with him, and with flaming torches in hand, all that night some of them walked this way and some of them walked that way until the morning star came up. When the morning star came up, he, Alexander the Great, said to them, and it's unclear to whom them is referring, Who are these? They said to him, They are Jews who have rebelled against you. So apparently, this group of Jews led by Shimon HaTzadik, the high priest, came to see Alexander the Great. When he came to M. Petropis, a place, the sun shone and this column met this column. When he saw Simon the Righteous, Shimon HaTzadik, he descended from his chariot and prostrated before him. They said to him, Should a great king like you prostrate himself to this Jew? He said to them, the image of this one's face is what gains victory for me in my battles. And Alexander the Great said to them, Why have you come? They said to him, Is it possible that the house in which people say prayers for you and for your kingdom, that it not be destroyed, the idolater should mislead you to destroy it? He said to them, Who are they? They said to him, They are these Samaritans who stand before you. He said to them, Whoa, they are handed over to you. 
Immediately they, meaning the Jews, pierced the heels of the Samaritans and tied them to the tails of their horses, and they dragged them over thorns and thistles until they came to Mount Gerizim. This they plowed under and planted with vetch, just what they had planned to do with the house of our God. And that day they declared a festival. We could spend a lot of time on this story. The idea of revenge, how Jewish authorities related to the non-Jewish ruler. But in the context of our daf, the central question that the story raised was that it seemed that Simon the righteous, Shimon Atzadik, wore the priestly garments outside of the temple. The Gemara was uncomfortable with this claim and offered two explanations that deflected the proof of this story. The first explanation was that Shimon Atzadik didn't really wear priestly garments. He just wore garments that were fit or eligible to be priestly garments. Another explanation was that these were real priestly garments, but that this was an extreme situation and it shouldn't serve as a precedent for other cases. The continuation of our daf contains two very powerful Agadoter stories. The first has to do with the battle against the Yetzirah, the evil urge. The sages decided to do battle against the Yetzirah. They fasted for three days and three nights, and eventually God handed over to them the Yetzirah. The story relates that he came forth from the house of the holies in the form of a young, fiery lion. After a number of skirmishes, the sages seemed to have gained the, up, gained the upper hand when the evil lord said, If you kill me, the world will come to an end. The world will come to an end? What is that supposed to mean? The story continued and described how after the evil urge was subdued and the impulse to sin vanished, things changed, but not necessarily for the better. The rabbis realized that so many things that human beings do, so many good things, are also tainted a little bit by the Yetzirah, the evil urge. They realized that without the evil urge in the world, it would not be able to continue functioning. So instead of destroying the Yetzirah completely, they put out his eyes and sent him off. A second Agadah addressed the apparently powerlessness of God in the world, which in the end was understood to actually be a demonstration of God's strength. Rabbi Joshua ben Levi said, Why were they called the men of the great assembly on Sheikh Knesset Hagadolah? Because the, they restored the crown to its proper place. Shehechziru atara liyoshna. Moses had come along and said, The great God, the mighty, and the all-powerful. Ha'el ha'gadol ha'gibor v'anora, from Deuteronomy 10.17. Then Jeremiah came along and said, Since Gentiles are reveling in his temple, where are the signs of his awe? So he did not say the all-powerful. Then Daniel came along and said, Gentiles are subjugating his children, so where are the, where are the marks of his might? So he did not say mighty. Then they, meaning on Sheikhness at Hagadolah, came along and said, To the contrary, this is the mightiest sign of his might, that he conquers his impulse, his yetzer, for he accords patience to the wicked. And this is the mark of his awe, that were it not for the awe of the Holy One, blessed be he, how could the singular nation endure among the nations? And how could rabbis have acted in such a way as to overturn an ordinance that Moses had ordained anyhow? Rabbi Eliezer said, They knew that the Holy One, blessed be he, is truthful. Therefore, they could not impute false things to him. According to this Agadah, God himself struggles with the limits of his own power. 
restraint on God's part is actually a show of strength. If God really held people accountable, no one would be able to survive his judgment. How did the Gemara interpret the story? It disturbed them that later prophets came and changed what Moses himself had instituted. How could they do such a thing? Rabbi Eliezer responded by saying, They knew that the Holy One, blessed be he, is truthful, therefore they cannot ascribe false things to him. Ascribing truth emet to God was so important that they were willing to go against Moshe Rabbeinu. They could not bring themselves to say something about God that they didn't believe to be true. Struggling with our belief in God has deep roots within the Jewish tradition. On one hand, we have traditions and teachings that have been handed down to us that we want to continue to observe. Some even ascribe to Moses himself. While on the other hand, we have beliefs and principles that we hold to be true and other things that we hold to be false that we do not want to ascribe to God. Because God is truth and we believe these others to be false. There is no quick answer to these questions, but struggling with them is as Jewish a response as any. Thank you for listening to The Daily Daf Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.